I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello everybody, this is Ian from the UK Film Review Podcast and you are joining us this evening or this afternoon or this morning, whenever you choose to listen, to discuss the new films that are coming out this, well, new one this week but also ones in the future for our web-slinging hero, Spider-Man and I am joined with the fantastic comic book nerd, Chris. How are you doing? I'm all right, how are you? Not bad. For an introduction that I kind of just winged, I think that was all right, wasn't it? That was pretty good. I yeah, I thought it was all right. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, you can tell that I was making it up as I go along because I was like, this evening, wait, no, people might not be listening to this. <laughs> in the evening. But we are here to talk about Spider-Man. I got that bit right. Okay. <laughs> I did. I did. That, that, that much is true, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you sounded like a, like a brother who was proud or a parent. You did. Well done. You well did. done, Ian. <laughs> you said words well done (laughs) (laughs) but yes so this week we have the release or it's may have premiered already but we have the wider release of uh spider-man where's my home i can't find my home i'm far from home (laughs) Um, also known as spider-man no way home (laughs) (laughs) so we thought it's fitting to talk about our favorite neighborhood spider-man and our favorite films are like favorite adaptations, not just film, but we're going to look at animated series, perhaps video games, because we as two big nerds and I'm not sure about you. Spider-Man is one of my favorite comic book heroes, probably like a cliche because everybody does like yeah. Spider-Man. Um, we're going to talk about a lot of different things, things we don't like perhaps as well. But let's just jump in, man. What is your favorite like this is a big question actually yeah, <laughs> let's, let's, just... uh, let's start right at the defense shall we <laughs> yeah, what is the favorite thing you've ever seen no um <laughs> yeah what is your i guess favorite adaptation of spider-man where do you think he fits in best oh that is a it's a huge question that's yeah. a huge question to start um yeah. well yeah i mean in terms of superheroes and comic book heroes and characters in general for me spider-man is 
the ultimate he's my favorite mm. uh, after batman but he i was about uh, to say excuse me i think yeah. if we went back in our law of this podcast you i would have I, said batman. i will <laughs> I, I will qualify that with superhero because okay. batman is not a superhero he's just super rich uh, um yeah true okay yeah <laughs> and but in terms of superheroes spider-man has pretty much always yeah. been the the number one for me yeah, yeah. um so i guess in terms of re- uh, representations of him mm. in, in in any media, I guess. It's got excluding go back, comic books. Excluding comic books, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think obviously we'll and we'll talk about the animated TV series and the video games and mm. those things, but it has to go back to Sam Raimi trilogy for me. Okay, yeah, it's good. I good. just because. Um, I got into comic books sort of around just around high school time, so it'd have been just before the films came out, and um, it was uh, mm. it was an interesting time getting into all that. And it's such a world. Comic books is such a world to get into. There's a lot going on. There's a lot mm. of characters, mm-hmm. a lot of storylines, and then other storylines that you know yeah, yeah. decanonize other storylines but it's very hard to recommend somebody on where to start with comic books yeah someone ever asked me he's like where should i start with batman i was like oh good <sighs> god uh, yeah, like, yeah what, ki- what kind of comics do you like do you like yeah. darker do you like funnier i don't know but for me um and comic book films we mm. spoke about this before and various podcasts you and i obviously we've ranted and raved about many and <laughs> many a nerd thing but this was kind of like the and i've said this before and i'm going to use that phrase a lot in this podcast i think but this was the sam raimi trilogy along with i guess the x-men films around the same time kind of started this whole thing where we are now really started there back in 2002 yeah and it's that's where it started for me as well i think, I think, I think arguably the sam raimi ones did more for yeah. comic book films now than the x-men films did no i think so i think yeah, you're right yeah i, I think, think those x-men films were not to cut you off because i think no, despite, no. i think the sam raimi films are like a really great place to start because obviously that for a lot of people listening will be probably where they expected us to go first because there is a lot of spider-man material yeah um and the Sam Raimi ones just really, I think, set the tone for what Marvel is now. You know, yes. like they really did because those X Men films, although I I have very mixed feelings towards the X Men films. Yeah, but that's a different podcast. Yeah, we've we've, we've talked about that as well, and uh, yeah. The Sam Raimi I, really set the tone. I, I, I and I agree. I think the Sam Raimi trilogy is uh, the point of origin for where we are. Like I said, where we are now. And I think yes. without those, I mean, inevitably, it would have come. We would have come to a point where comic book films are the, the cultural thing. They are in the zeitgeist. But mm. um, that was the reason it started really taking off. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we had so many X Men films. We had so many different Spider Men, which we'll talk about. We had all the MCU stuff that yeah. goes before. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'd seen Superman films and Batman films before that, but it wasn't. They weren't the same kind of tone and vibe as what we have now. They were very mm-hmm. much, uh, you know, there were one shot, one film here and another film here. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a, a, a cascade of them as we have now. Uh, it was this is where that started. Yeah, it was intermittent before that because obviously you had films like Blade, which, yeah. um, you know, I think people do kind of forget a little bit about it was there in the 
startings of the comic book genre and stuff but sp- the these three films and i'm gonna say free because i know we'll, we'll talk about the third one but the, these three <laughs> films i think definitely you know like people went from being like oh you know spider like comic book films are for nerds or things like that mm-hmm. which they yeah. still are i'm a massive nerd yeah. but people were like oh spider-man this is such an exciting prospect and what's What's great, I think, or what's really interesting is that this those three films weren't the first attempt to make those the Spider-Man no, films. No, because there was there was an attempt um, by James Cameron, wasn't there, before this? Yes, and which never really got off the ground. But he, I, I believe, if my memory serves me rightly, Leonardo DiCaprio was meant to be Peter yeah, Parker. He was with weird casting. Like, how do, how do you feel with Tobey Maguire being cast? Because you know, let, let's get into the grittiness of, I guess, of the Sam Raimi films. Not yeah, I want you know the, the the one of the main things I think when I watch that film, and it, now particularly now, is that when the film opens, the first one, I'm like, why? And I'm I'm quoting from other reviewers here. I don't want to just be like, oh, Ian's, you know, he's a, but why is a 30 year old man chasing after a school bus? You know, that's that's the, yeah. the initial thing. I'm like, why is that happening? You know, <laughs> like why is there a fair... and then you get onto the school bus and you see, oh no, it's just full of thirty year olds. So <laughs> I think mean, I mean it's true. And when you um when before we get into the Tommy Ware thing, when you think about um for example Elizabeth Banks, hmm. who is cast as Betty Brandt in the film, actually auditioned for Mary Jane but was told she was too old. I was like, Well, everyone's too old <laughs> <laughs> like when they're in when they're in the lab right and there's like they're all walking around and looking at obs corpse lab and stuff like that uh i am kind of like who's the teacher yeah i don't know <laughs> which one's the teacher in this this group of you know middle-aged people <laughs> yeah it's, and it's interesting as well that the leonardo DiCaprio thing because him and Tommy Wilde were friends and ha- yeah. or star and but Tommy Wilde would constantly lose out in roles to Leonardo DiCaprio. So I think it's mm. it's just a weird fate that now Tommy Wilde has. I, I I mean I don't think Leonardo DiCaprio really lost out on the role. Let's be mm. honest. But let's say, um, but you know, people like Heath Ledger and things were mm. in the running for this. Freddie Prince Jr. I mean, very think, interesting. Yeah, it's just yeah. like it's a weird. It's always in. It's always weird in hindsight to look back at who was in the running for any mm. role when you know. Obviously, this was um, twenty years ago. Um, yeah. but, um, <laughs> God, that's that's that is from- weird. This one, I know people. We were talking about this on the Lord of Rings one, but this one more than any other. Like because I was saying, I didn't see Lord of Rings in the cinema. I was a little bit too young for that one. I saw these in the cinema. I remember yeah. seeing uh, Spider Man two, and I was like. I Spider-Man 2 is amazing, right? Yeah, like that is yeah. like a fan, until Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse which we can discuss came out, I thought I think this was my favorite Spider-Man film, Spider-Man 2. I think it was the best one, I think. I agree. Yeah, it was yeah. so good. Like the first film has like issues that I think it's not quite found its footing in like I mean it's a great start. Like I'm not going to be like oh it's a bad film. It's an amazing start to a trilogy of films. And yeah. I think, you know, Co- Toby Maguire, even though he is a 30-year-old man, really does take the role of Peter Parker well. You know, he's yeah. very good. And, you know, you've got Flash in it, who's really good too. I think, like, and, uh, you know, you the, the you have... The, I can't believe I brought up Flash before anybody else, but um, you have the amazing performance as Green Goblin. Uh, his Willem yeah, Dafoe's yeah, yeah. performance. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Even though it has weird Ayn Rand bits in, which are a bit confusing as well now, but... His performance as Green Goblin is so good 
and it's and and I think that's one of the reasons. I'm kind of jumping all over the place here because I guess which I did ask you what's your favorite, but it is kind of interwoven now that we know that where's my home? I can't find my home has got you know villains from previous films. I think that's yes. the reason why they're bringing back you know Doc Ock and Green Goblin. Maybe not um, Jamie Foxx's Electro, but that's a different discussion. But I don't think you can really replace those two. Like, and the same with Jane Jonah Jameson. You can't replace these actors because their performances are so iconic in these trilogies. Exactly. I mean, you, you talk know? about you talk about obviously wonderful is Green Goblin. Is he is a goblin? He, he, he literally <laughs> is a goblin man. Like, it's one of the problems with this film that they put a weird green Power Ranger suit on him, which actually I like. People always go, "Oh, it's so strange." I like the Power Ranger theme. I liked it. I thought it looked cool. <laughs> but when you have a man who looks like a goblin, why are you covering the goblin's face? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> it's true. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a weird sit, but like I say at the time, I, I was like, like yeah, I like it. Yeah. I, yeah, do. I, like I, it. I think as well, if we're talking about villains, Alfred Molina's Doc Ock is great yeah, as well. And that's why you can't replace them. Exactly. They've, they've had to hold them in because it's like, who do you replace Willem Dafoe with? Yeah, which is where I think it starts to fall down in the third one when you've got... I mean, okay, before you start, because we've had this discussion. Oh, here we go. This is started a lot earlier than I thought. I was trying to deflect Spider-Man 3 for a little bit so we could talk about what we we think this new one's going to be and the great acting performances. But if you want to go into the third one, I'm ready for it. All right. I'll tell you what, we'll put a pin in that for now because, you know, that that, will warrant a a, a bigger discussion. And I I, I do have some questions about the new trailer and how that ties yeah. into the new stuff that yeah. I want to get into. But yeah, okay. I think, sorry, I think to actually answer your initial question on Tobey Maguire, um, <laughs> I, 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 yes, Tobey Maguire is a 30-year-old man playing a high school student, mm. but for me, he is more of a Peter Parker and a Spider-Man than the other two have been. I agree as well. Um, I, agree I, was, as well. I was re-watching the second one and his awkwardness and his basic just sort of lack of charisma and Mm. as peter parker i mean uh is exactly is is quintessential peter parker from how i know him he's not andrew garfield has his cool quiff and you know tom Tom holland's a cute cute, good looking kind of guy whereas and not that toby mcguire is a and not a good looking no, guy, he's but he's guy. he's he's more of a he's more of your average looking guy who well, yeah, you'd expect think... to be Peter Parker, who's just so yeah. awkward and yeah, yeah. It's, it's like somehow in the who, whoever was like the the makeup department maybe or the the costumes they somehow made Tobey Maguire, who is a good actor and a good looking guy, they kind of made him look more human i guess not that he's not human but you know what i mean they made him look like just an average guy like he's just a guy who could be anybody you know yeah. i think it maybe his haircut and the way he's wearing glasses and stuff like that because andrew garfield's got uh peter parker wears glasses but it's kind of more like oh i wear cool glasses and then like uh tom holland's just doesn't he just doesn't yeah. at all and i'm not saying that he has to wear glasses but i'm kind of like it adds to the Oh, he's a nerd sort of geek like person who's 
awkward, out of place. And, and, and just, Toby Maguire plays it well. He plays it so well. He does. He does. And not just that. I think in the Sam Raimi ones, you get mm. Spider Man's like kind of down on his luck. He, he is a superhero, but he's he's yeah. got no money. He's got no, no. girlfriend because he can't no. tell her that he's Spider Man. Yeah. He's he can't go. To, he doesn't get to go to class because he's too busy being Spider Man, and so he's yeah. getting shouted at at all his jobs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but I think in the other two, there's no. Yeah. The only risk they have is being found out that they're Peter Parker. Yeah. They don't have their whole. It's not like the rest of their life is crumbling around them. No. Uh, and I know Tom Holland's Spider Man's a little bit younger, so he doesn't have those kind of things. But Andrew Garfield seems like he could just walk into like a startup with a latte and. Well, yeah, like, ah, the, the, Andrew, <laughs> the Andrew Garfield films. I just think because I do think Andrew Garfield's a good actor as well. He is a great actor. Yeah, I, I just think whoever wrote the scripts for them and did the like. The, the general sort of like this is how we want the film to be and this is the the style we want it to be at just really misunderstood spider-man they just yeah. really really because even not just him as peter peter parker him as spider-man is quite like dark and quite like like there's a bit when we first see him when he's like firing webs at the guy and getting him hit against the wall he's quite like menacing and like but Spider-Man's not really meant to be like that. And I think mm. last night I watched uh, Far From Home. Like I tr- I'm going to get the names right because I'm always going to get confusing. Uh, even though they're terrible, I don't know why they keep calling them that. But far, I watched Far From Home, right? And um, I don't think that's a great film. Like, it's got 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is nuts in my mind. I think it's it's fine to good. It's broadly good slash broadly fine. I think the first hour of that film is really boring. Like it's really, but there are three musical montages immediately after each other where they are on a plane. Then they're first getting to Italy. Then there's another bit of them going through Italy streets and funny gags with the teachers. And it's like, all of this could have been cut. This literally could have all been cut. And it's so long and boring. But no, all I was going to say was Tom Holland in it. Again, he's a good actor, but I just don't find him like compelling as Spider-Man at all. Like he's as Spider-Man, he's good. I mean, but as Peter Parker, which is a big part of that character, I'm just like, yeah, fine. Like you're not really an outcast. You don't need to be that if it's a different interpretation. But I just don't feel like he's really got, as you say, he's got no real challenges other than, oh, what if people find out I'm Spider-Man? What if this girl that I love finds out I'm Spider-Man? What I'm Wait, like, I mean, which spoiler they do? Um... Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Like, and then, and then when that happens, it's like she knew anyway, and it didn't really, and it's like a funny bit, haha. And I'm like, you know, when when in Tobey Maguire's one, it was like a big deal, like that last bit in spite, like the first Spider-Man where he kisses Mary Jane, and yeah. she kind of remembers it being similar to when she kisses the hey. Spider-Man. It's a good scene, man, and he realizes mm-hmm. I have to accept yeah. that I can't have the people I love because of the responsibility I have, you know. And uh, I mean, I don't really need to hear them say, "With great power comes with great responsibility." Again, or or as they did in in uh, the Andrew Garfield one, if you have power. You have a responsibility to act on those powers. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's you can't do those things. Oh, terrible lines. But Tom Holland's is just I just don't, as you say, like the, the stakes of his life as Peter Parker never really feel like they're compromised by his life as Spider-Man. And they yeah. try and do that in Far From Home, but it doesn't really come across like it's actually an issue. Like it really doesn't. Yeah, I've and so for the Andrew Garfield thing, we will agree he's a fantastic actor in some yeah, of the films he is. he's, he's a great. very good actor. But you can have really good actors 
in the wrong role and it happens and he is very much that jimmy fox is another example of in Mm -hmm. those films he's a very good actor in the wrong role written badly Mm -hmm. um i do there are elements to the amazing spider-man films i like i really obviously have a stones in it and i think their chemistry and the relationship Mm -hmm. is really good but like i say apart from he has to stop the villain or he might be found out he's spider-man i don't really none of the elements come together as well as they do in the raimi ones and i think that's the same i do like the i I do like the tom holland ones more than the amazing spider-man ones. yeah i do too i think but again he it's not and i think part of me does wonder is that are the tom holland ones sort of burdened by the weight of the mcu a little bit and they have to follow i I, I really think they are yeah and i feel like you need there has to be right you need to hit these beats and these because that's what a more an mcu film is yeah and we need it to all link yeah the particularly far from home more than the first one like watching it last night man i was like Oh yeah, so they've got to mention. Oh, what about Captain Marvel? Don't mention her name. What about this? And it's like, yeah, because we can fit in all of this stuff. You can't mention this because we've got a film coming out next month. It's got her in it. But then I think as well, and I'm not blaming this film for it, but Mm. when Guardians came out and started really showing that the MCU could be funny as well as just action based, I think every film after that thought, well, you know, a film has to be of a certain certain level of humor. And I think every film. And does that to a degree, but I feel like they try. There's some bits you like, okay, you like the the gallivanting around Italy yeah. and stuff. You're like, okay, yeah. well, you know, oh, it became a, a bit insufferable. Film. I'm not gonna lie, it became yeah. a little bit insufferable because it's like him and his his friend now dating the girl in the in the in the plane. Uh, what's her name? Oh my god, my mind's gone blank. But in them now dating, it's all like this comedy bit and like the back yeah. and forth and then how she finds out and they have like and you know what I'm like for cuts in a film. I mean, no, we won't go into that, but they cut to him yeah. with you knew her Spider Man. Cuts to her. Oh, I did. Cuts to him. And it's meant to be funny. And yeah. I'm like, just why does everything have to be a joke? Like this is a serious thing. It's your it's your alter ego being discovered. But, and it's comedy, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, for God's and, sake! And, and again, there are elements of those films. I like. Zendaya's great in those Zendaya, films. She's fantastic. She's she's yeah. great. You know, his his best friend is great. Um, and and I think Batalon. he has great villains. I actually think Vulture, Michael Keaton, yeah. Oh, oh that Homecoming yeah. is way better than Far From Home. But like, I also think it's way better. I also think Far From Home, and I've said this before, is it's stuck in the shadow of Endgame. It came out yes. straight after Endgame, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it was such a high. Yeah. And, I mean, Far From Home was never going to top it, but, like, and it was such, like, what What do you do after that? Everyone was, that was done, and yeah. then it's the first film that's going to open this new chapter, which, yeah. to, and what that means, we don't know yet. Mm. Um, and I just think Far From Home really struggles under that weight. And it, it is more under the influence of the MCU, as you were saying a second ago as well. Yeah. Homecoming has elements that link it to. So, you know, Michael Keaton's Vulture is a person who's stealing tech that happened after the attack on New York. And it links it very... That's that's basically it. There's other bits like we know, like, you know, he might become an Avenger. There's other stuff like Captain America's little cameo in it and stuff. And that and that works well because you you just focus on Spider Man's mm-hmm. story, whereas in this one, in Far From Home, it has to really connect yeah. so much tissue to what's happening to the in the wider MCU. You have to explain, and I'd really find that dialogue force. You have to explain why other members of the Avengers can't come and deal with this. Yeah, and exactly. that is always in these films now, where it's like, why can't this person just come and do that? And, and it's and like, th- yeah, uh, it's because maybe they're not here. 
<laughs> just, yeah, just, yeah, exactly. You it's like, you, how do you explain away 23 films? Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and all these world changes. Like, not to get into it because it's a different podcast, but like, where have the Eternals been for God knows how long? Where are all these uh, people well, coming Yeah, from? that is a different podcast. I didn't. Yeah, is, I know. Eternals, but... I'd just leave that because I actually think that's maybe on par with like For the Dark World. But like, yeah. Yeah, it, 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 um, that was disappointing. Well, yeah. but part of part of the reason I say that is that when you look at the Sam Raimi trilogy, they don't have all that stuff to worry yeah. about. They're basically the, the three films are he becomes Spider-Man, the second one is he struggles being Spider-Man, and the third one is his accepting of being Spider-Man and yeah. the repercussions that it has yeah. brought in those three yeah, films. Yeah. It's a clear arc, yeah. everyone's in it, and everyone gets a full character development, even James Franco. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I agree with you, man. Like, and I, I really I, do and agree. Whereas I think the, these three Spider-Man films are so pulled in so many directions by whatever else is going on the, around mm. them that they don't have a clear what is Peter. So Peter, yeah, he's he's found out he's been Spider-Man, but mm. up until that point, there wasn't much really different that I'd seen no. in terms of his life. I think I think as well because we join again. I do think so. The Andrew Garfield ones, I just think, are a bit of a mess. So I, I think I don't want to pull them apart because they could be a comedy podcast of like how things you can pull apart and there are elements of it that i think work but then i just i think because they try too much to be like the sam raimi ones which i know we're complaining about the tom holland ones maybe not being like the sam raimi ones but it's not that they're the tom holland ones aren't good because they're not like the sam raimi ones you can have i'm kind of happy that they didn't show spider-man getting his powers again i was i think that really worked in homecoming because we know it's spider-man we know everybody knows who's spider-man yeah i did like that yeah yeah and I, I felt that worked i think the problem with it is and i feel this going into this new one i'm not as excited for this film as i thought i would be with what it is on paper i when i've seen and we can talk about perhaps what you've seen the the stuff you want to talk about the trailer now because like when i watched the trailer i was like okay like that's fine because it i felt like they kind of, or whoever's written these films maybe know that they can't replace Green Goblin or they can't replace Doc Ock and they can't mm. replace these characters. So they have to bring them in because people do think they're better. Like, and I do think the second film, even though I think Homecoming is good, I think the second one is so, as you say, under the weight of Endgame, the rest of the Avengers films, connecting it to the universe, that they have a great villain right i think mysterio is one of the best spider-man villains in the comics and in video games we i think he's great in the video games um he i love mysterio he's such a good character and i do think they captured some stuff about him really well like the something me and my partner talked about was the tone of far from home was very all over the place as well like because it was two two and a bit hours long it, it or just two hours maybe it felt quite long for a kid's film, which I think at points it was trying to be a kid's film. But then the stuff with Mysterio was more aimed at probably our generation who love mm. comic books and want to get into it. And the, 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 the bits are quite dark, him getting like Iron Man zombie coming out of a, of a grave and like his, his illusions are quite intense. And I think I really liked it. And I think that was the stuff the film did really well by the hour point where we find out that Mysterio's the villain, which again, we all saw that coming. Yeah, like, I know oh, yeah, we're comic, yeah, yeah. I know we're comic book fans, but I'm also like, you did not do this subtly enough. He was clearly a villain. But you know, the, that that hour point is where the film gets better, in my opinion. It really picks up in that uh, second hour. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think you're, you're right about the Mysterio villain swap. I don't really know what they were expecting us to think other than he was the villain or a villain. Um, yeah. I know yeah. they, I know they've been because they've been touting this whole multiverse thing for a long time, mm-hmm. even before mm-hmm. this one. So I guess people maybe had the idea that, oh, maybe this is a different Mysterio from a different universe who isn't villain, but. I don't. Yeah, they, I had, mean, they hadn't. I mean, they ha- hadn't planted the seats for that. No, properly for no. that and the film, the, the first bit of that film, genuinely, when you're seeing Mysterio and he's like trying to be, I'm just like he's clearly he's clearly a villain. Like he's clearly clearly a villain, and I think that's something. You know, the first, this is what I was getting like saying about the trailer with the new one. Sorry, I, I, I'm articulating my thoughts badly. But the um, the trailer with the new one, all I could think, and perhaps why I was disappointed by it, was that. They've got the ability, I think, to write really good villains. We saw that with Vulture. Mm-hmm. I think Michael Keaton was great. But then it felt like Mysterio was a bit of a letdown. Even though Jake Gyllenhaal is really good as Mysterio, Mysterio is a bit of a letdown that they've kind of been like, we've got to get people excited about seeing these this film and villains. And they know they can't do the iconic villains like Green Goblin, Doc Ock, as well as before. Because they're the ones we want to see now. We want to see Green Goblin. We want to see Doc Ock. So they're like, right, we'll fold them in with this multiverse idea, which is to say they've been laying the seeds for. But I'm not excited from that trailer. I'm not. I'm just not that excited by it. See, I, I, I guess I go back and forth. I think I, because I love Spider-Man and I want to see a great Spider-Man film. Mm. And I want to see, and look, and the fact that they're bringing back all these characters from the old ones, because like you said, they've, they've done some good villains. Yeah. Um, I'm... I'm optimistic as I generally am with these things, but mm-hmm. at the same time, and it might be part of a bigger thought I have with the MCU as a whole. I was like, "What?" Because these, let's face it, these Doc Ock and Green Goblin—they're out after this film. This is a one-time mm-hmm. th- one thing. And mm-hmm. um, what? What's the plan after this? You know, because Tom Holland's obviously—he's just, I think, agreed to stay on as Spider-Man for. Yeah, a while. even though he didn't seem keen, did he? I don't know. Yeah, yeah and, um, he has. And uh, I, I, and again, it's part of my MCU thing as a whole. It's like, where are you going after this? You've already mm-hmm. done ten, eleven years or so, and I'm yet to be, I guess, convinced as to what their plan for the future is going to yeah. be. I don't know if they're. Well, I, I don't want to say they're making up as they go along, but there's it no. Does, no, it does feel like that a bit. There's there's no clear signs as to okay, maybe we're going to go this way. Yeah. No, I think I think it does feel like that a bit because you know, far yeah. from home, Homecoming comes out. I really enjoyed it. Far from then we have Endgame and lots of stuff in between, and then we have No Way Home. No, Far From Home. Sorry, No Way Home's a new one. God, they need to get better titles. <laughs> um, but th- with Far From Home, it feels like a very different course direction to Homecoming. It feels like a very different course direction because of the MCU films we've had in between. But then this one feels completely different to where we were going with the previous one because you've just revealed spider-man's identity as a big thing to to do which again in the comic books doesn't it doesn't need to be like the comic books but it doesn't happen like that he chooses to show his identity yeah so then when we have and they even though it may not be exactly the same they are taking influence from probably one of the most infamous and like big comic book arcs of spider-man one more day which is widely not liked it's widely really disliked by most comic book readers Mm. and it it's 
taking this like oh we're going to just try and revert his like what people know about him being Peter Parker we're going to get rid of that that's what the trailer and I'm not saying they will do that or not but I imagine by the end of this film people won't know he's Peter Parker again I feel like that's where we're going and it feels like so why did we do this yeah is it just to get to this point where we've got the villains coming because it feels like whoever wrote the second one isn't writing this one you know what I mean? It's like they're trying to course correct. Yeah, I what I don't want it to feel because I I do have I do have a certain amount of faith because obviously they planned out the first the, in, the Infinity Saga, let's say yeah, um, and they planned it out and it really hit off. But I I don't get that same feeling from the films I've seen recently no. in the MCU, and no. I don't want this to be just an exercise and we're going to throw stuff at a wall and see what sticks. Yes, and we're yeah. just going to, like you said earlier, it's like okay, we need people excited now. What can we do? It's like let's bring back everyone that they've ever yeah. loved yeah, yeah. and go. But to what end? Yeah, what, to like you say, it's like okay, so. As we know from the trailer, there's a spell that Doctor Strange helps him with to help people forget that he's Spider-Man. But if that is the end result, then what? Ha- what was the like? You said what was the point of it all? Yeah. Is it just yeah. so we could see Doc Ock and Green Goblin again? Yeah. I want it to actually mean something. I don't yeah. want as much as I love them. I don't want them just to come back just to go like sort of wink at the camera and go, "Remember us," and then leave. Yeah, and, and that's like, how it seems like a waste. That- yeah, exactly. And that's how that trailer came across. Because this idea of multiverses is not something like, you know, if people you know who haven't read the comic books aren't aware, like this sort of stuff does happen in the comic books quite a lot. <laughs> like, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Reset all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's all the time we have this. This is a very common thing for comic book readers that we have like, oh, it's, it's all reset again. It's all reset. And, you know, the clone sagas and the Spider-Mans from different Spider-Universes and everything folding into each other. It's happened before. We've happened before. But you may correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the times when that happened was so that we could fold in the Ultimate Universe into our universe so we could have Miles Morales. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, and like that that was the ends to the means. Like we, we, that was the core, that's what we needed, you know? This doesn't feel like I know where we're going with this. Like, as you say, I don't expect Willem Dafoe now to be signed on for six films or, you know, us having, it's Alfred Maloney as as, on as Doc Ock for X amount of films because I think it will be a one and done. It's going to be this huge extravaganza. Somebody in the publication team or, you know, one of the actors or somebody like that obviously to hype the film was saying this is the end game for spider-man which i'm like oh my god we've just had end game and now we've got you comparing it to the end game of spider-man but then i know we've got another six films so how's the next one going to be huge what what are we doing next you know what i mean it's what what's going on with your story we might come out watching us and going oh my god they nailed it they knew exactly what they were doing and why did we ever not have faith in them but I, I just, hope we do. I, I, hope I, we do. I, I really hope. I hope someone. I hope yeah. I come out there going. You know what? I put my hands up. They were right. Yeah. They know what they're doing, and I completely get why they did it. But I just don't get a sense. Whenever I've watched other films within mm. the franchise, I've got right. I know where this is. I know what this is. What part this plays in a bigger yeah. thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas I think with the films, and I don't again, I don't want to get too much into them that I've seen so far. They just seem like stepping stones, but. And then, uh, then I tell myself, well, where Iron Man and Captain America were they? Did they seem that way when they first came out? I, think, they- I don't know. I feel like they did. I feel like they did. I feel like 
particularly those first group. I think I, Iron Man, Iron Man 2, 4 and Captain America did feel like that. I guess you could say you could see what they were trying to do. Whereas here, I don't see what I don't know what the end goal is. Unless, the unless, they're, unless they're expanding this multiverse thing to then bring in, I don't know, Fantastic Four and X-Men and all this stuff so they can oh, but then, do that. Then, I don't know, like, this is, this brings up a bigger question, which is about Marvel generally, I guess, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it is it does link, actually, to something I was going to say when you were talking about them not being in these films permanently and what are they going to do next. Them, they. I think obviously the reason why we can't have Fantastic Four and X Men when we first started was due to legal ownership of, yeah. you know, who owns what. But now we're here. We need to explain why the X Men, who are mutants, weren't in the whole MCU from the start. Yeah, and we need to explain. See, the Fantastic Four, I think, is easy to explain away because you could. And I, again. You know, if Marvel were listening to this, probably not. Just take my idea. Give me money for it. But you could have them, like, crash back down to Earth. And you can just be like, yeah, they were lost in space for X amount of time. We didn't really talk about it before. And you don't have to have them from a multiverse. You can just be like, they were lost astronauts in space. That's it, you know. But the X-Men takes a lot of heavy lifting to explain why they weren't there. Because fundamentally, yeah. mutants are there all the time. But then if you do something like you could... I don't want them to do like Doctor Strange's time thing, whatever he's doing, has caused a different time. And they're now mutants. Because then it's going mutants are effective, effectively made by magic, which isn't a good idea. Yeah. But then as we know from... WandaVision, it's implied that maybe she's always had those powers and it wasn't experiments, which is interesting. But again, it's that's a different X-Men is a different thing to Spider-Man. But again, as you say, this feels like this is trying to set up stuff to try and introduce stuff to make it make sense rather than this is now a Spider-Man film. But the other thing that links to that is we're, we're thinking, where does it go next rather than is this film going to be good? What's this film going to set up? And you have Green Goblin, you have Doc Ock, and people are talking about Timothy Charlemagne being Harry Osborn, which, okay, cool, he's a great yeah. actor. But how will that work now that he already knows that Green Goblin is a person and his dad became Green Goblin in a different universe? Yeah, Because we don't mm-hmm. have Green Goblin yet, whereas when we've done these events in the comic book, what we see is the universe that we already know who Green Goblin is. So like, it's not like he's meeting a character for the first time in a different universe and then he's going to meet the future in his own universe. You get what I mean? I don't think I've explained that well. No, but... no, I totally get it. I totally get it. Yeah. I think this... <laughs> so part of what I wonder is, is this film like going to do for the MCU what Avengers did for those years ago and start something? And yeah. Is that what they're trying to do? If so, then fine but there it raises a lot of questions that we've always had about the mcu is like why is this not happened why have they not been here why is this uh-huh. and now you're asking a lot of questions going well like you just said like well after this it changes everything so there's a lot of strings that need to be connected mm. and threads that need to be connected for this to keep making sense and i feel like it unravels more and more the more we get away from that this like bringing in multiple villains from another universe or like um uh you know multiple spider-man because i do think toby Maguire and andrew garfield will be in this film even though they haven't i was going to ask you that yeah i i I think so yeah i think they'll turn up at the last battle and they'll be there to help save the day but the the 
the thing with that is I think it is a good idea. Like genuinely I've enjoyed these events across the spot because I love Spider-Man too and not the film. <laughs> That's too, as in I love Spider-Man as well. As well. Uh, <laughs> I love like Spider-Man and his like big events that we've had uh, in the years have been great. I've really enjoyed them. And in fact, um, the guys on the weekly planet who I've mentioned a number of times when we've been on a podcast together, they do something called caravan of garbage. And they recently did, um sort of the same thing but in the animated series so that uh, if people remember the animated spider-man film uh show which was great they did Mm -hmm. the end of the series which wasn't meant to be the actual end but it was the end of the series as we know it um was like a multiverse of spider-men coming together to defeat a greater threat and and that threat was actually an evil spider-man who had been taken control of by carnage and it was really good it worked really well it all ticked a lot of boxes madam webb was in it as well which is cool it also brought the x-men in it had a lot of characters in and it's really cool but why it worked was it wasn't having to introduce us to green goblin it wasn't having to introduce us to carnage it wasn't having to introduce us to doc ock in these because we already knew them everybody was already Mm. there but there's a lot of as you say there's a lot of like webs uh pun that they need to (laughs) that they need to pull together to make this make sense and then it's going to add a lot of questions of it's good i'm I'm, this is why i'm a bit nervous about this film man because i i'm not sure it's going to make a lot of sense i think it's going to be a spectacle but if they had maybe done this down the line it would have been better if they had introduced already their own Doc Ock or their own Harry Osborns and things like that it may have made more sense. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, no, I agree. I think, um, this is I saying think... it without seeing it, by the way. This yeah, is just of course. It. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. The trailer I... really does not fill me with a lot of confidence. That's I, the thing. Like I say, I, I, I'm excited and like I say, optimistic and I want this to be a good film. I'm not sitting here saying, saying all these things because I don't want that. And you, I know you don't want that. No, well. no, I want it to be good. We both love to go and watch this and have our minds completely blown mm-hmm. and go, oh my God, this was amazing. Mm-hmm. And that, but, you know, it, the cynical side of me thinks there's a lot going on here. There's a lot they're thrown at this, and there's not a lot has come out of yep. the MCU since Endgame that has inspired me confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. And I, I agree. I think Andrew Garfield and Peter Parker. Uh, sorry, oh, Tom oh, yeah. But oh, I, yeah. I think it'll be so. <laughs> in, in the trailer, there's the scene where Tom Holland's Spider-Man is flying towards the four villains because I think you've got Sandman's in there as well and Electro and all. Mm-hmm. Everyone's in there, mm-hmm. and he's basically running one man against an army and i think at that point and this is just my theory i don't know this for sure because i haven't seen it is that at that point just as he's it all looks bleak the other two spider-men come in and help save the day and then they swing away and go see you later peter and then do you know what would be cool now this would be really cool but i'm not sure they'll do this if they do do this actually even if the film makes no sense i'd be completely fine i'd be like oh my god that's awesome if it's not just Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, that it's oh uh, yeah, I, 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 I had that thought as well. I was like, can you imagine, like you know, they do like a you know, like an Anchorman kind of camera yeah, thing, yeah. where you get all, <laughs> all these actors coming. Yeah, I would. Liam Neeson and and they bring in like Christian Bale yeah. and like. And they, oh, they bring a Christian Bale and he goes, I'm Spider-Man. Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> I would honestly... I would stand up and clap and be like, well done, lads. Well done. I would, that was fantastic. Yeah. And if, in, and if his Spider-Man is like 
it's maybe the noir spider-man yeah you know, like, yeah. like that we got with nicholas cage and like i would that would i genuinely would be like that's awesome like yeah. that was that was great but can you imagine after all those rumors about those three being in it there's actually 12 yeah oh, i would be like amazing. that's so good I thought well this is done. the best spider-man ever yeah but this this is the thing and this does maybe segue us to because i've realized we've talked about a film that's coming out soon that people will watch and then this will be a bit dated <laughs> this leads us to like what i think is a good transition of like i think this film is perhaps i don't know when they started writing this film or filming it but it does feel like this film has reactionary to i think the best spider-man film mm. which is into the spider-verse as, the, no, I think you're absolutely right. It's definitely part of it. Yeah, because Into the Spider Verse was amazing, right? Like we can all just widely agree that that was fantastic. And oh yeah, and I feel like they definitely reacted to how well that was received because it's great. I love that film. It's my be- It's my favorite Spider Man film. It's so good, and I think it really catches so many elements of Spider Man so well. And like. I love that it also is not Peter Parker because we've seen him so often. I love that they went, right, here's Miles Morales who is a really popular character. He's so popular. And they really ran with that. And I'm Spider-Gwen is great as well. Like it's, it's so good. And I just feel this film is perhaps a reaction to that. But what are your thoughts on Into the Spider-Verse? Oh, I mean, yeah, it is... Look, as, as I know I said I love Spider-Man 2, and I do. I love the Sam Raimi yeah, trilogy, I and I love Spider-Man 2. I think it's, in terms of live-action Spider-Man, it is the best one. But yes. Spider-Verse is just, it's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous yeah. film. We, we, You and I both love animation. I know you really do. And yeah. this, oh, my God. It's so perfect when they have all the different Spider-Men in yeah, a different it's, animation. It's so good. Like, that's so good. And we've said this, we said this off air, as it, yeah. as it were, that we are, I think we're both more excited for Across the Spider-Verse, yeah, parts I'm one, parts one and two. I know, um, I know. I'm which is so even better than, than I am about the new... No, big called. time. I'm so more excited for that, especially like Spider-Man 2099 is like that's so. I'm so excited to see that because I love that comic book anyway. Even though it's kind of like a reaction to Batman Beyond, but like it was it or did that come first? I can't remember, but it's still great. It's so cool that there's a future Spider-Man, and I and, love that. And I don't, in. I don't think necessarily people expected it to be as well was no i don't think they expected it to be such a hit i, no. I think they knew it'd be good but oh my god it was i, I agree think, with you i was, think people it, didn't realize that it would be widely it not just so widely acclaimed yeah everybody loved everybody that. Like, loves that film. Like, i can't like express i think how well that was received by people like if people were listening to this and going like oh i've never watched it what are you doing oh, where yeah. were you like the Everybody I know has seen this film. Even people who I know who are actively not that interested in comic books, which I'm like, you need to read comic books. But people who are actively not that interested love this film. Like, they love this film because it's so good. It's it, it's so entertaining and well... The character development is brilliant as well. And as you say, I love animation, so I'm obviously going to be biased to this film probably more than live action because I really love animated like features but it's so well made and beautiful and the acting's mm. amazing and it really catches i think comic book characters amazingly 
but without compromising the story of the film to just fit a comic book. You know what I mean? Some comic book films yeah. can be a bit too much like the comic book, but this really does the balance. It does both, you know, it catches those characters perfectly, but also allows the film to speak for itself. It's not like, do you remember this in the comic books? It just does yeah, it what it needs it to does, It's not burdened by lore or anything no. like that. It's not like the, like the new films we've already discussed, but it's not got a whole load of baggage that comes with it. You, yeah. Any, if you're, it doesn't matter how familiar you are with Spider-Man or his world or Miles Morales or, you know, cause a lot of people going into it would not know who Miles Morales was no. if you're not a Spider-Man nerd. Um, but it doesn't, you, it doesn't um, punish you for that. It no. basically goes, don't worry about it. Come on in. The water's warm. You'll yeah. be fine. And it's, you'll be fine. Yeah. 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 And when it won um, the Oscar for best animated yeah. feature, I was looking at, as much as Incredibles 2 and those kind of things are great, I was like, that has to win. It absolutely has to if, win. If, I'm not going to lie to you. The Incredibles is one of my favorite films, the first Incredibles. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Incredibles 2, I thought, was okay. If Pixar had won that, I would have been livid. Because there's been so many times Pixar have won Best Animated Film. And yeah. the other animated... Because I watch a lot of animated films. When there's other animated films in that category, which mm-hmm. are so much better. Like, there was one um called i lost my body which was a french animated film which wasn't like a kid's film at all it was like quite adult themes and it was quite it's very good and i really anybody listening who wants to watch more animated films not just studio ghibli or or pixar watch that i lost my body is really beautiful and it didn't win for some random pixar like maybe cars three and 12 or whatever it was I was like, really? Like, really? Pixar's one again? Like, yeah, really? but that's a different thing altogether. <laughs> and, you know, that's, a, that's something we could talk about another yeah. time. But there, there are several yeah. occasions where I've looked at the animated features and Pixar have one I've gone, seriously? Yeah. I mean, as, as good as Pixar are, there are, like, I, I don't want to get yeah. into an example. Yeah, no, let's but, move yeah, on. Let's move but, on. But, let's but move this, on, but, this yeah. film, like you say, if. It, it was, deserved. It was absolutely incredible. Yeah, I, I I wasn't expecting it at all. No, I don't but, think anybody was. I yeah. think even they were a bit. Like, I I honestly I went in thinking another Spider Man film. Yeah. Uh, I was like, how like we're a bit... we went to see it for like I love Spider Man two as well as I've just said a minute ago, and like I I when I was a kid growing up. Um, I always preferred uh, Superman, like as we know, like Superman's my favorite comic book character. But of my Marvel, like, because I differentiate in between DC and Marvel and favorite characters there, 
Spider-Man's my favorite superhero in the Marvel universe. Like I, I love Spider-Man. So I was excited to see Into the Spider-Verse and I remember going to see it with um, Simone's cousin. And I remember the three of us all went together and me and him, he was wearing Spider-Man little trainers and me and him were so excited. We were both like super, super excited to see this film. And then both of us, Simone fell asleep because she had been working hard. <laughs> she had been working late since so she fell asleep. But me and Coda were just sat there like both of us were excited by this film. <laughs> like We were both little kids watching this film. And I felt as excited as I did when I watched the original Sam Raimi films. Like I really felt so excited watching them, yeah. which is what the Tom Holland ones haven't done for me. Like I haven't been as that excited, like feeling like a kid watching uh, Spider-Man. I need, to, I need to go watch it again though. I just want to go watch it again. Yeah, yeah. And I think this perhaps leads us around to you talking about the excitement of those Sam Raimi ones because we're at 50 minutes and I respect that the listeners, you've been coherent as hell in this one. I've been a little bit all over the place because I'm I don't, know, like, oh. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. I've been like, I love Spider-Man. Spider-Man's great. Don't you bloody love Spider-Man? <laughs> but we did touch upon this earlier. We put a pin in it. The pin's right. in. It's in the wall. <laughs> it's holding the dam together of this podcast. We're at 50 minutes. Me and you know that we, we go long in the podcasts, which mm. I'm, I'm happy to. We're good. You know, if the listeners are with us, then we're on this journey together and that's good. So I'm going to pull out that pin. The pin's being pulled out. Spider-Man free, right? Okay. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> is there a... Is there a... <laughs> just silence. I mean... Spider-Man free. <laughs> I mean, what needs to be said, really? I mean, I know. Yeah. I know. It, it's, it's like right. we're at a, so... you know, Western... And we've yeah. got our guns and we're looking at each other from across the room. Yeah. We're at we're at the stand, we're at our standoff. Wait to see it. who wait to see who draws first. Um, <laughs> it's I enjoy it. I'm just gonna say that. I I, I give so if if Sam Raimi if Spider Man by Sam Raimi <laughs> if that if that's an if that's an A, right? And and Spider Man two's an A star, right? This is a C minus. This is this is a C minus of a film because this Spider Man, Amazing Spider Man, right? Amazing Spider Man for me is a C. I think it, the first one is not great, but it might be a little bit better than this. It's still, I don't know actually because it's not I, great. It's okay, not go good. On, go I don't on. think I don't think Amazing Spider Man is good at all. Actually, I'm being generous. I'd probably give it a C minus two as well. And and Amazing Spider Man, the first one is like uh, the second one, Amazing Spider Man two is maybe like for me an f i hated that film i thought that film was terrible i really really hated that spider-man 3 is a c minus it is entertaining it is good and there's parts of it that people cringe about but you're meant to cringe you're meant to not feel comfortable okay it's i think it's not the film sam raimi wanted to make so it does have problems and it is definitely a dramatic dip in quality from the first ones but it's still, I think, an entertaining film. That's my defense of Spider-Man 3. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> no. So, I, I, okay, I will... I will rebuttal. I will, I, will, I will give you my rebuttal now. So, I, I feel like you've pulled out notes. First, gone, right, okay, here we go. I've got, I've got a, I, oh, that's my big book opening here. Um, <laughs> this is actually where the podcast starts, by the way. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. This is it. This is it. For you, for you listeners, Ian and I have been building up to this all day. So, yeah, um, we actually uh, have. We talked about it on a chat. And in- <laughs> interestingly, 
I'm going to agree with you. <gasps> now, I, to, to, a, to, to a point. Okay, all right, okay. <laughs> so, all right, okay. I agree with I was you. In say, what a boring podcast. <laughs> I, I agree with you in terms of grades. I absolutely agree. I think okay. I prefer Spider-Man Three to any of either of the Amazing Spider-Man films. Okay, thank God, because I was so, I was trying to be generous. I actually so, don't like the first Amazing so, Spider-Man. I, I quite I, I don't I, I quite like the first one. The second one, I feel <laughs> yeah, apart right. from the Gwen Stacy death bit spoiler that um the I think they did that really well. But Electro's not great, you no. know. I don't. Uh, but anyway, no, yeah, we're, yeah. we're not here to talk we're about. Not that. here for Amazing Spider-Man anymore. It's gone. <laughs> I and I. But I, I think that Spider-Man Three has mm. some great moments in it. Yes. It really does. It really um, does. I don't. I'm not going to talk about the the emo Spider-Man finger pointing thing because I will. It, no, it, I will. I will defend. But, but, I, but I don't think it's that bad. I don't think it's yeah. worth all the memes no. that it gets. I don't think it's worth all that. Although that stuff. bit in that bit in amazing in uh, into the Spider Verse is great. Yeah, so that's, yeah. that's fantastic. <laughs> that is great. I know the reason that film is fantastic. Yeah, that film um, is really good. <laughs> and also the Spider-Man playing at each other memes. Yeah, is, that's so yeah. good. But like. <laughs> That's and for me, it's a bit like low-hanging fruit. You know, it's an easy yeah. target. You know, mm-hmm. um, and you're you're right. A point you made on our previous podcast, which I remember, was you're, that you're meant to not like him at this point. He's meant yeah, to be an meant, arrogant. That's you're so-and-so. meant to. Ha- yeah. I, sorry. Yeah. Carry on. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Carry on. <laughs> so, so, so those. So my gripes are not with that. My okay. gripes mainly are um, with Venom. Um, completely but, agree. I for, completely agree. For a few reasons. One, yes. I don't think Topher Grace was the right person to no. play Venom. No. I, 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 I prefer Tom Hardy's Venom, even though I'm not a massive fan of that film. I prefer someone... Venom is... I was going to say pure carnage, but that's a different character. Um, <laughs> hey, <Sorry>. um, <laughs> um, but Venom, for me, isn't just a guy who maniacally laughs. Mm. And, you know, it, it doesn't inspire... Uh, fear to me, Tom for Grace's Venom, and it's also yeah. very, it's also done very quickly and very shoddily. And I, and I know that's because, um, from what I've read, studio interference basically saying you need someone like Venom. We want Venom. Where Sam, yeah. Sam Raimi's like, I don't really want Venom. Yeah, in my yeah. Story. I'll let, I'll make, I know a lot about this, so I'll let you continue. But I have, I know a lot about the making of this film. <laughs> so therefore, you've got an issue where you've got too many villains in this uh-huh. film. Where like. Three is too many. Uh, I know, obviously, uh, and then obviously, um, Harry's arc is that he turns good in the end. So, yeah, you know, yeah, it yeah. does. However, James Franco is still in this film, and that is a problem for me because I don't like James Franco. No. Um, yeah, I, 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 and I said this before, I think he's somehow always smiling, even when he's not smiling. And he doesn't, he's very smug. He doesn't instill fear in me either. And I was rewatching the uh, second Spider, and he is hamming it up to the nth degree in all three of these films it is i I mean i know they're heightened films because they're super but he is i don't know what film he's in he's in a different (laughs) he's in a different uh because he's not like that in all his films but i don't know why in this one someone said no you know what really ham it up really go for it you know and constant mood swings and stuff i don't know he's like hey peter how you doing happy birthday why'd you kill my dad Um, you know (laughs) and it's just like Oh God, man! Um, and also, I don't think he's just—I don't think he's that great as Harry mm-hmm. in general. Um, mm-hmm. But he's in it, and that's it. Um, I do like Sandman. I am, mm-hmm. you know, I, and you said this before when he 
assembles himself. Yeah. Every friend in my life knows because I've had this conversation so many times. Like I've because I know I'm in the minority who enjoy this film. Like I do enjoy it. And I've said so many times the bit about him willing himself back into existence. Like people have heard me quote, like even my friends, there was one time I said it and they all went, yeah, he wills himself back into existence. And I was like, yeah, because it's great. (laughs) It's it's an amazing scene. It's amazing. I think Thomas Hayden Church is really good as Flynn Marco. I think he really brings a sort of emotion to it. And really, I know, I think when they sort of not, it's not a complete retcon of mm. how Uncle Ben dies, because obviously mm-hmm. they just go, actually, what you thought you knew isn't true. Mm. Uh, so it's not a retcon, because we never yeah. actually saw who killed Uncle no, Ben. So no, they can get, But I feel like having that was just like, a, oh, we need Peter Parker a reason to really want to go for this guy. And mm. this is what we're going to do. Um, I think it did work, though, right? It worked. Too. It did work. And I'm not... Ha- if Sandman was like the one villain and they branched him out and really made him something at the focus like they did with mm. Green Goblin and mm. with Doc Ock, then it would have been fine. But then you're pulled away by uh, Green Goblin, Harry's Green Goblin, and then and then Venom. And then you've got all these things. And you're like, you're, it's like there's three different storylines going on at the same time. Oh. And it's hard to keep track. The, the interesting thing from what I know is that what he wanted to do particularly i think he wanted in the fourth one when i'm now that i'm thinking about it um is that he wanted you might know this better than me but i'm fairly certainly just wanted it to be sandman and green goblin like that's what i think he wanted that one yeah i believe that's right yeah and they wanted but then the fourth one was meant to be vulture and with ben um, kingsley as vulture, yes believe, which yeah. would have been awesome yeah and i and and that's the thing homecoming to link it back to Homecoming, I feel has a lot of elements that probably Sam Raimi Spider-Man wanted to be his fourth one, and then this the second Far From Home doesn't have that to rely on. If you get what I mean, but that's yeah. a different that's a different point. The third one, I think, the biggest problem I have with it and why it is a C minus, and I completely agree with you, is Venom. Venom is such a bad character in this film. Like, there's no, and I'm not saying Spider Man as Venom, like when he's in the black suit. I I defend that stuff profusely because you are not meant to enjoy it. If you're enjoying it, you are not a good person. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say something else, but we can't swear in this podcast. Um, but like. You know, you, you you've missed the point, in my opinion. And Sam Raimi is a really good director, and I think he would have like he's going to be doing that on purpose, intentionally. You're not meant to like that. But the biggest problems I have is Venom. Like he is definitely well. I don't really like Venom. I'm going to be honest. I don't like him in the comic books. He's not that good of a character. He just looks cool. He's a cool looking character. Like that is a cool looking villain. Like, that's I, cool. I but think he's not like Carnage is a much better character. Yeah, Carnage is a much better character. I agree. Yeah. Um, but I think Venom as a concept has potential oh, yeah, to be definitely. very interesting. I just don't. Yeah. You know what? He's actually okay in a couple of the video games that he's in. He's in actually, fact, okay. in uh, fact, I'm going to make a big call. Agent Venom, the most recent incarnation of Venom, where yeah. Venom takes over an army veteran who hasn't got legs, and then he te- he uses the suit to do good things, is actually really good. That's a really good run of of Venom stories, and yeah. I really think they're great. 
Venom just being a jock villain, which was he is what he was. Eddie Brock being this big, huge, lumbering dude, which again the film just doesn't get right at all. It it's me- like that is good. Like that that is uh, well not good, it, but it does what it serves a purpose in the comic books. He's meant to be this huge, intimidating figure, but he's not amazing. Carnage is fantastic as a villain. I love Carnage, but to bring this to force Venom into a film like Spider-Man 3, it just really didn't work because I don't think Venom's that compelling of a character, really. He's fine. He does a job, which is what Eddie Brock's meant to do, but he just feels forced into this. Yeah, he could have... If if you're going to have a Venom Spider-Man film, then you give Venom his own film because then you're giving him at least a running... a chance to be something interesting. You put him up against two other villains who are basically... you're splitting the runtime in three in terms of that... He's, he's only ever going to be half-baked. And then yeah. as a result, everything is half-baked. I think you either do Venom with one other villain, and that either being um, Sandman or uh, Green Goblin, because mm-hmm. you need to show Spider-Man's descent into being a bad guy, which yeah. happens in this film, but it happens stretched across two different villains. So he he he, da- he he hurts his friend by blowing up a bobbling a, gob- a boblin a goblin bomb <laughs> a boblin bomb. <laughs> he he blows that up, permanently scarring his face, etc. But then he also wants to kill Sandman, and it's kind of like you're showing his descent in two places. And as you say, it's th- it's stretching one story arc of him becoming a villain over two villains. Yeah, and you should have just really been on one. As you say, it should have been like focused in on Sandman personally because I really like Sandman or Green Goblin to to really show that he's descended into becoming the bad guy and he's realised, oh no, I'm wrong. Also, Topher Grace, as I was saying before, the purpose of, Sp- of Venom, in my opinion, anyway, uh, from the comic books, was to be this huge intimidating character to be the opposing of Spider-Man. Spider-Man's a small guy; he's muscular, he's strong, but he's not like. A ma- he's not a Wolverine or a Colossus. No, he's, he's not a massive dude. And having somebody who has similar powers, who's massive, Topher Grace is a small guy, man. Yeah, <laughs> I was say he doesn't have an intimidating presence. No. You know, if if you just put Tom Hardy against someone like that, someone who's big and someone yeah. who's at least you could believe, yeah, he could drive Spider Man into a wall if he wanted yeah. to. Because yeah. you're right, Spider Man's power is his agility, really. He doesn't yeah. he's not the strongest superhero. No. He does have super strength, obviously, as we know from powers, but he's yeah. not he's still not the strongest. So to put him up against got, someone uh, who's yeah. literally that Yeah. Yeah. It, it, that's the point. And when you've got Spider Man's got super strength, but when you've got a giant creature that's also got super strength and probably more super strength than you've got super strength you know what i mean yeah. you've both got super strength but i'm probably going to put money on the guy who's huge to have more strength yeah than, than you have yeah you know and it's it, it just yeah i really think where that film fails is because of venom like i really do agree with that i think venom really messes up what i think is an entertaining film and could have been really good but that's why I give it a C minus. I don't think it's as bad as people remember it being. I think people, I think people forget how bad the Amazing Spider-Man films are because they go, "Oh, Spider-Man Freeze, terrible! It's the worst Spider-Man film." It's not the worst Spider-Man film. The worst Spider-Man is Amazing Spider-Man Two. That is the worst Spider-Man film. Even the end of that film, how it ends with him spinning a 
the manhole cover into um, Rhino. Rhino. It's uh, so bad. Like Cold, it's Cold Geomatia's Rhino is the worst thing in that film. It's awful. Like it's so bad. And and also their Green Goblin's bad. Like yeah. why has he got a weird disease? What? <laughs> like, yeah. What is going on? It's no. so bad. <laughs> Like, I agree. I agree. I agree. I can't. I cannot disagree with you on that one. And and that's. I do think Spider-Man Three has a lot of redeeming factors. I think, as you've said, Sandman is a, is genuinely. If he did get more time, would be an amazing villain to bring back in this in this multiverse. I think if if you did if you had spent more time with just the Green Goblin, I've, and I agree, James Franco. You know, obviously, I don't want to say to anything because libel, but you know, he's not a nice person from what I understand. And um, you know, he—I don't think he's an amazing actor either. And in this, he's—he is hamming it up a lot. There's some bits I'm okay with, like you know, where I know some people will be like, I don't like that bit. But when he's going on about the pie in the shop, yeah. I'm, I'm fine with that. I know people don't like that, but he's been—he's been being infected by the goblin gas by that point so he's not no he's no longer normal like he's gone wrong he's gone wrong the bit i do love about that scene though is that the car goes past really fast and he's gone the only thing that could have happened is that he's now crawled on the floor <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, like, where's he gone like yeah. realistically where just, has he gone <laughs> yeah yeah he's crawling across the floor being like don't worry this will look really cool from the outside um but like I don't like James Franco, but I do think if you if you had just allowed perhaps those two characters to breathe more, they would have been better. But yeah, I, I yeah. do think it's good. I, I do d- think it's a C. <laughs> I, d- I, d- I do like. I'd like to say I don't. I'm not a fan of James Franco, but he has. He was in the other film, so therefore his but his arc is basically. I think it's done way too quickly. He basically goes oh, so quickly. He's just it's... like, uh, now like you again. Now we're friends. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah and yeah. it's like because you because you're busy trying to do Sandman's arc and you're trying to do Venom as well. And just they like should have just done. They should have got rid of Venom. And then and then they're trying to do Gwen Stacy as well. And it's yeah. like, well, Gwen Stacy deserves much more than the runtime she so gets. Much she more. is such a, never she's such a pivotal character in yeah. Spider Man's life. You can't just go. Here's another woman that we can have, so that mm-hmm. Mary Jane gets a bit jealous. It's like that's not what Gwen Stacy is. Gwen no. Stacy is a very strong and respectable character in her own right within yeah. the Spider-Man universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something I think Emma Stone does really well in the Spider-Man film. She does bring a certain character to Gwen Stacy. What? Think... I mean, I love Emma Stone, so maybe I'm a bit biased, but um, I think. Don't get me wrong. I don't think it's still great. I think she very much plays uh, a, a paint by numbers um, mm. role of romantic love interest in terms mm. of our mm. protagonist. But like I say, I mean, Spider Gwen is much better. Oh yeah, Spider Gwen's great. Look, 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 just for anybody who's questioning if we like Into the Spider Verse, we think it's amazing. Everybody yeah, we do. <laughs> The thing with Emma Stone is like again, it's kind of similar to Andrew Garfield. I think they're both yeah. good actors, but the the script for Amazing <clears throat> Spider-Man one and two is just awful. Like, or especially the second one. I can't tell you how much I hate that film. I really hate that film. You know, the dialogue in that with them being like, "I don't want to be together. I'm gonna be together. Let's run." Away. I'm like, "Oh my god, I hate this. This is awful. This is actually terrible." Like, I yeah, I. I get what you mean. Like they definitely pay more respect to Gwen Stacy than Spider-Man Three. Like Spider-Man Three, I completely agree with you. 
and I've just assumed with Spider-Man 1 and 2, they were not going to introduce Gwen Stacy at all because they just yeah. went with Mary Jane, which is cool. That worked in that universe. We didn't need to have Gwen Stacy. But then when they did introduce her, it just really didn't work. I, I, I should say it's very... Uh, comic book films don't have to be like the comics. They don't have to be. No. But Gwen Stacy is kind of like, you know having alfred in the batman films but he's not his butler he's just like a dude who sometimes hoovers his floor like it's it's just it wouldn't it wouldn't it would be very disrespectful and an integral character to that character you know and whereas spider-man and the amazing spider-man and spider-man 2 do do have her as that integral part and i agree with you her death scene in that film is almost exactly like the comic book you know it's a different goblin but it is exactly like it is in the comic book yeah um and it looks great like the when he's trying to like get the web to her they do that really well which is so bizarre in a film that's trash that there's a singular yeah, bit that, that like... scene was great i must say that scene was yeah. done really well <laughs> yeah. but it's like you're right it's like it was cut and paste from a different film it's really like, weird yeah <laughs> Okay, that took a really dark turn. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. A good turn. A good, I mean, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who directed this scene? Can we get them doing the whole film? But wasn't, we there, just... wasn't, wasn't there a subplot or something hinted in the Tobey Maguire films where mm. Betty Brant was kind of interested in him? Is that something? Yeah, that, yeah. I think so that would have worked. That would have made a much more sense for her to be yeah. the kind of other woman rather yeah. than bringing a very established integral, integral character one like of the most Stacey, go, you, you just stand there and in make fact, sure Mary Jane sees you one of the best comic books Spider-Man comic books I've read in recent years is Spider-Man Blue which is so good like it, it and, and that comic book is all about Gwen Stacy like it genuinely is all about Gwen Stacy and how it affects Spider-Man that she's dead and what mm. this means to him and like it's such a beautiful comic book and to do i agree but maybe i hate spider-man 3 the more we talk about it the more i'm like hey, there's a lot of stuff in this film that's bad I, I, there's a lot of things i don't like in this it's like rachel and the return of the king discussion we had yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. no no at least i know spider-man is in this film if i if i went oh spider-man 3 but why is there a man who's a spider then that would be the same <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, not the same no i still think it's possible like i think i think that's the thing like it, it it's it's such a dip in quality from spider-man 2 to spider-man 3 that people i think misremember it being the worst thing that's come out you know in the spider-man films at that time obviously it was like it was really bad but now comparatively to amazing spider-man i just think spider-man 3 is just not as bad like you know i th- obviously i think far from home and even though uh, uh homecoming and far from home even though i've criticized far from home for being a bit boring it's there like they're both like around the b's for me they're like b to b minus or b plus to a b you know they're they're good films that are entertaining the second half of far from home is like really solid so spider-man 3 is still like one of the lower spider-man films for me but i don't think it's as bad as people make it out to be i just don't think it's as bad as that no i think it's got a lot of its hate when it first came out, because you were obviously on such a high from two in the mm-hmm. first one, that it, it happens, you know, and then you look back in hindsight and you go, actually, you know what? It's not that bad. Yeah. And it happens with franchises all the time. I mean, Star Wars, those kind of things, they all have those things yeah, that you weird, look back that, and go, it? okay, maybe The Phantom Menace wasn't as bad because the new yeah. ones are even worse. Um, this is, they talked about, again, I can't believe I'm plugging another 
like podcasts that probably don't even know I exist, which is kind of sad. But because I listen to them, <laughs> I'm one of their biggest listeners on uh, my Spotify roundup. Um, but the the Weekly Planet just did that with retrospectively thinking about films that you you disliked or liked a lot and how you think about them now. It's funny that the prequels are so well received now. Yeah, like people, like obviously they're not good, and I actually will argue that they're still bad, but they are definitely not as bad. (laughs) I hated those films. Yeah, I mean that's, but again, that's I guess that's that's the point we're making here is you look back in hindsight and think actually, you know what, it wasn't, it it was bad at the time because we had we had an idea in our head of we i guess were hoping for and yeah. it didn't quite pay off but no, no. you know and i think you're right i think spider-man 3 got a, a, a thrashing let's be honest it has it had did. a thrashing it over did. the years it has. because but, there is so much of it that as you say people are cringed by and it becomes memeable or like people laugh at because of the dancing and him going like pointing at people and being in the bar and all of that it is cringy. It's not like I know people will be like, it's bad. I don't think it's bad. I think it's great. I love all of that bit because you're meant to hate it. But I get why people became so like, oh, it's oh, it's grim. Oh, it's so cringy. And because it's meant to be. And I get I know that people won't like that because the other two weren't like that. Exactly. So I get I get that. I get but I I agree with you. I think retrospectively I hope this is a film people look back more fondly on in time. Yeah, and like I say, and I think, like we've said, the I think the studio intervention on that film yeah. really hampers it. Yeah. I think if you at this because at this point Sam Raimi was not a nobody. If you've got Sam Raimi directing your film, let That's Sam Raimi di- let Sam Raimi direct it, and mm. he's the reason I'm very excited for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness because I think yeah, me too. How do you take someone that's already psychedelic and weird and kind of spooky and make mm. him just crazy? You're like yeah. you, hire, you hire Sam Raimi, the guy behind Evil Dead. And you're like, well, this it's is really going to be amazing. I only worry so, with that, and it kind of links back to our concerns with this new Spider-Man film. And this is kind of what the sad thing about. We're two massive MCU fans and we're two big comic book fans, but I think they needed or they should have taken, but but money's a big thing, isn't it? So they should have taken a big break after Infinity War. They should have taken a long time to come back because now every film that's coming out and Spider-Man, as we've talked about like for a long time, about 20 minutes ago, was that this film, we're thinking about it in the context of the MCU still. And every film that comes out now for an MCU film, naturally, we're always going to be like, how does this fit with everything else? And the Multiverse of Madness definitely is falling into that too, to be like, how is this going to fit into everything else? And I just hope, unlike what they did with Edgar Wright, with Ant-Man, I just hope they allow Sam Raimi to do what he wants, because one of the flaws that I think Ant-Man has is that it has the potential of being amazing, and instead it's kind of like, okay, because they didn't let Edgar Wright just do what he wanted. Well, and yeah. I hope Spider-Man doesn't have that issue coming out as well. I hope it is amazing, but a bit of me is like, as you said, they've got to find a way to fold in stuff, so this is the way we're going to do it. And I'm just a bit like, don't don't let that be what these are. Just let... Let's enjoy them for what we have. You know, we have material that's fantastic. Let's do that. You know, mm. I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know either. I think at the end of the day, we look. We know we def. We want this film to do really well. We want it to be good, and we want to love it. We don't. Mm. We're not sitting here hoping it's terrible because that would be silly. But at the same time, you, you in the back of your head, you're thinking, well, as we've already said, like what 
what is actually the plan here? Where are we going? What are you, what are you trying to achieve with this? Or are you just trying to do as much as you can and, and mm-hmm. hope it works? Mm-hmm. Um, which hasn't been Marvel's plan. And I feel like at the minute, there may be in a bit of a no Rot. man's land. Yeah, I guess. So I guess like after Endgame, like wandering around aimlessly in the fog yeah. going, Where, what did we do? They have got all these TV shows and things and yeah there's a lot of things going on yeah. and i just like i'm hoping that they've kevin feige at the top is like don't worry i've got this he's got like yeah, a full chart yeah, in front yeah, of him he goes yeah. i've got this plan till 2050 and then i'm gonna like see it and drop the mic and just yeah. walk out and i'm like fair enough he's um done he's done, done it because yeah. i think you ended the infinity saga so well that to then this film seems to be the start of the new whatever that is Infinity yeah. Saga Part 2 even though of whatever it's called and I just don't know I just don't well, know we, what this is the for. other thing is this is becoming a bit more of a Marvel discussion but the other thing is that you know with the Avengers films or, or yeah no it, the first Avengers film you know was set up for uh, Infinity War like yes. the, the first one set up the rest of what was going to come at the moment I've got no idea like people are talking about Krang People are talking about um, what's his face, the big-headed dude. Oh my god, floats around in his chair. You know who I mean? Thanos. No, oh, big, the big-headed man, giant-headed. Begins with M. Is it Murdoch? Modoc? I have no idea. No, the big-headed dude floats around in a chair, got little arms. Uh, a villain. He's a villain in the in in Marvel comics. He's like, and he he's I think. But he's he, the people talk about him as well that he's going to be in the MCU at some point, and they've done a weird cartoon with him. You mean Modok? Yeah, I said Modok. I just didn't know you if did. it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I just didn't know if that was the right name. Is it? Mo- yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. it's all right. Seconds, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But they talk about Modok being like a big villain now, and it's like I don't really know the trajectory. And this Spider-Man film doesn't feel like it's going to like put the directory in the right direction directory in the right direction it doesn't feel like we're getting in the right direction i don't know i don't know we've gone what i was why why i would like because because when you said modok it said it sounded like murdoch in my head and i thought what i want from this film if anything is because i know uh charlie cox is matt murdoch yeah i was oh. like if this turns into a tv show where him yes. and daredevil and spider-man are crime fighting detective Ch- duo i'm like yeah yep I say, yeah. Whatever streaming service it's on, I will get yeah. if it doesn't. Because yeah. I think totally Charlie, I think that. Charlie Cox's Daredevil was great. I think he's, I've, I really liked that show. Oh, it was the amazing. That, the fact that they cancelled it is a crime. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, the rest of them weren't great, but that one was brilliant. No, no yeah, like Iron Fist and all that stuff. They yeah, but yeah, yeah, I think yeah. Daredevil and was fantastic, and the it fact that so he's good. in this really. Well, that's the cool thing. We could maybe like you know. Kingpin could be somebody who comes up now for Spider-Man, which would be great. That would be really cool. I'd enjoy that. That'd yeah, good. absolutely. Because yeah. I think I think Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin was great. So I think yeah, bringing oh, him so into good. Spider-Man's universe because he's yeah. one of the big villains for Spider-Man. Yeah, that'd be really good. That'd be great. That'd be really and then good. and obviously Daredevil's a big part of Spider-Man's world in yeah. the in the comic in the comic yeah, sense. Yeah. So it makes sense. It's like it I want to see them go down that route. It does pose the... exciting prospects. That's the thing. It I'd does... like I'd like to see a more grounded sort Spider-Man. of Spider-Man, yeah, yeah. where he's in New York with these kind of people, rather than yeah. off fighting space aliens with the Guardians. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, Spider-Man is inherently a New York-based yeah. feet on the ground character, and 
Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, for example, kind of has that kind of grounded Element. feeling, but yeah, doing yeah. the fantastical multiverse stuff, whereas yeah. I think this is just going to go full tilt. Oh, Doctor God. Strange. Yeah. I mean, the the thing is, it's like Far From Home was like that. They tried to be like, I'm just your neighborhood Spider-Man, but I'm going to do all this stuff. And I and and it, I think that's one of the flaws of that film, as I said before. But I don't know. We could we could go round with that 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 conversation for a while. And I do hope I agree with you. I hope that they do make Spider Man in the future more grounded. I don't think they will. I think it's going to. I, th- keep... I think it's the boat has sailed because he's been to space. <laughs> yeah, he's... I was about to say the boat's gone. He's, <laughs> like, he's been to space. Him. He's been snapped into oblivion. Yeah, you can't really say. You know what? I'm just going to walk around <laughs> Brooklyn for a bit. You know, he's like, I've got, there are bigger issues. (laughs) (laughs) This is a cool way and perhaps a good way to round up the podcast because I I think, you know, we can round up in the next sort of, you know, not to to do the post-production stuff, but, you know, another 10 minutes and I think we're good. Uh, But (laughs) but, um, I think one of my best in like, other than film uh, interpretations of Spider-Man, was the amazing Spider-Man video game on the PlayStation 1 where oh, it was really New York based and you were going around New York and I know another one that's amazing which I'm, I know you're going to bring up it's also my favorite Spider-Man film but I wanted to yeah, talk we'll about, talk about that after, yeah. game sorry yeah I, th- that is the best one but Spider-Man amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2 on the PlayStation were great like they were so much fun it like had comic book reels it had Stan Lee Stanley Stan did the commentary to it. Like, was was that the one with the fog covering yes! the ground? So you're all, yeah, yeah. yeah I love. I love that, that game yeah. because you could then get like all the different suits, and you could put him in the Clone Saga yeah, suit. Yeah, you could yeah. put him in um, the 2099 suit. Like, I really loved that game. That was so good. And, yeah, and yeah. Carnage and yeah, Doc Car- Carnage and Doc Ock. Yeah, and Scorpion then, was in there. Yeah, Mysterio. And, and Shocker was in it too. Shocker. And, you, but then you had like Fantastic Four was in there. Fantastic uh, Four, briefly. yeah, there's a bit. Black Cat. Um, Black Cat. Da- um, uh, Daredevil's in it too. Daredevil, yeah. Like, you have a bit where he's on, new, on the Statue of Liberty chatting to uh johnny uh is, is johnny blazing no johnny Flo- what's the name of the guy from fantastic four human torch there human we torch. go i was about to say his actual name but no human torch um yeah they're chatting and he's like talking about his like life problems like he's talking about things he's going through and it feels really down to earth and grounded spider-man which is what i want from spider-man and it's such a fun game i love yeah. that game yeah and enter good. electro is great too it is uh, also, i was also i was about to say I, the second one was I was pretty good as well. I really yeah. enjoyed it. Um, who did you have? Yeah, Sandman and Lizard in that one. I think yeah, I remember. Yeah, so good. I uh, loved those yeah. games. However, yeah, I know uh, what you're gonna say. <laughs> the best one. And I've played the new ones. The new ones are actually really good. For yeah, the, they are fun. The, yeah. yeah, but Spider Man Two for PlayStation yes. Two tie-in for the film. Oh my god, it's so, so good. So now, good. That is a Spider Man game in it. That's how Spider Man should be. When you, because you would always, I would, I don't know about you, but I would always find the tallest building and just fall off yes, and then wait the last minute, swing. We all did that. Like, oh, it's so good. <laughs> oh. It's so, and you could get, you would have, what I loved about that one, which obviously the, the, the old one on the PlayStation didn't have as much, but this one definitely did, was that you'd just be swinging because it kind of had the Grand Theft Auto mechanics, but you were a good guy rather than stealing cars. You help and, people rather than rob them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you would have an old lady shouting, help, he's stolen my purse. And you would have to go and help. 
And yeah. you would be an actual hero doing that. And it felt like, oh, I'm just your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man here. And he, that, I loved that little mechanic. You could do the story or you could just stumble upon stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's how I play Grand Theft Auto. I help people out, you know. Um, <laughs> I, I, I obey all the traffic lights and I, you know, I respectfully have my own car. So I, I, feel, I feel like you missed the point of Grand Theft Auto. Oh, yeah. That's why I'm not getting anywhere. Um, <laughs> but no, I agree. I think the 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 quote unquote Grand Theft Auto element really adds to the whole feel making you feel like you're in the world rather than you're yeah. just swinging from point A to point B to progress yeah. the story. And something I think the obviously I've kept and really did well in the future games as well. Like I say, I really did like the new ones. It felt good. It feels good swinging through the streets of New York as Spider Man. Um, mm. But this, but that one was just. I don't think I'd. I mean, PlayStation 2, I've played a lot of great games, but I think that was definitely up there in my top five, ten. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think it's in my top, like, not just PlayStation games, but, like, I love playing video games. Less so now because my, I remember my, I remember the day my Xbox 360 died. Um, But but the, when I'm now back into gaming because I have a gaming laptop now and I'm playing loads of Skyrim. Skyrim. uh, Which I, I (laughs) Skyrim. I know I'm so out of date with that. Everybody's going to be listening going, is he playing Skyrim still? What's he doing? Um, But uh, I love Skyrim. Um, and I missed it when it first came out because I just didn't have the money to buy a console. But now I'm catching up with everybody. I'm coming back. I'm going to be like, don't worry. But I think across the board, my of my five top games of all time, Spider-Man 2 is in my top five. Like, it, yeah. it's so good. It does quite quickly come to mind when, I th- when someone asks me that question. I'll go, yeah, probably. It's definitely up there. Yeah. If I really have to think about it. I wonder if we'd still like it as much now. Uh, I played it recently, and it's still good. Yeah, okay, there you go. There's, and that I think that's an amazing way to close up. I still played it recently. It's still good. It's still Brilliant. good. <laughs> <laughs> it's still good. Much like all of the Spider-Man films, barring the Amazing Spider-Man ones, they're still good. They're still they're good. They're still good. Yeah. <laughs> what a review. They're still good. They're yeah, still good. Still good. They'll, yeah, put they're still that, good. they'll put that on the retrospective poster for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On uh, when they do have the reviews, it'll be UK film review. It's still good. It's, it's still, still good. good. Yeah, it's still- <laughs> also to anybody who's lasted with us for an hour and 27 minutes you could have just skipped to this point and heard us go yeah they're still good they're still yeah spider-man films worth, worth another watch yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think that is maybe a good way to round up i don't know is there anything you want to add about your your love for spider-man at all chris i think i said oh i mean like i say favorite superhero i i am optimistic for the future and the new film and i want it to do well um despite everything we said my (laughs) my feelings my feelings towards it are of goodwill and positive energy as much as i can and i i hope it will be i hope it will be good so here's i guess we'll see and we should keep a track of everything we said and see how much we get right like a yeah like a bingo sheet yeah i'm gonna be like so oh actually his predi- quickly round up predictions for the film, although I don't want it to be too dated. I want people to be all right. So, so we agree. Toby McGuire and Andrew Garfield will be in it. Yes, Zendaya uh, is going to die. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I hope you're wrong. Yeah, um, yeah I think. She uh, I think someone will die. Major will die. I yeah. don't know if he's in there. Um, obviously, Who else? Uh, it's not going to uh, be his friend. I don't care about if his friend dies. I'll be like, I don't care. I don't. I don't care. His friend's annoying. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
hey, he's, he's the guy in the chair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, you know, if I had to put money on who I think would die and they'd be happy. Um, yeah, I thought happy as well, but like a part of me is like he's not as big of a Spider-Man character. But, he, that's the thing. but he's got an emotional tug in terms of um, uh, Peter's connection to yeah, Tony Iron as Man. well. So there's yeah, that. Double whammy, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean... I, and I do think we will see the introduction of a new character for the MCU. Who that is, I don't know, but I do hmm. think we will not not necessarily see their face, but we'll see like you know like a Captain Marvel kind of esque logo where you oh, see that. Oh, you think it'll be oh one of the oh, well in that case then I think it might be somebody like well because we kind of know some of the films that are coming out in the next project it'll be Fantastic Four related. Yeah, yeah, it'll be this Fantastic Four related. I a big call. This would be really cool if they did do this, but I don't think it, they will. If Doctor Doom was in it. That would yeah. be cool, but I don't think they will do that. Are we going to see our next villain in this? Yeah, film? Doctor Doom. Our, would ne- be our really next Thanos, because cool. yeah. Doctor Doom is on the list for that. Him and Galactus, you know, those yeah. kind of people. Doctor Doom um, would be so good for that. Actually, do you know what? If they did do that to to round it up, I would actually be more optimistic going forward in the MCU mm. if Doctor Doom was near the end. That yeah. would be that'd be really good. Yeah, I think you're right. I think um, there's going to be my, that. Yeah. My final prediction is that. When the three Spider-Men are together, they do the meme, but it's three of them pointing at each other. No, they're not going to do it. They're not going to. Oh, no, they might. They'll do it in an awful cutting. I think they'll go cut to Tobey Maguire, they'll cut to Andrew Garfield, they'll cut and they'll be pointing and they'll pan out and the three of them will be pointing at each other. But I really would hate if they did that because they're just copying into the Spider-Verse, which I would hate. I would actually really I don't actually think that'll happen, but I just think that'd be funny. I I, I think they will do that now. I I think they will. They're listening. They'll do the cuts right now. Um, But I would would like to see 12 Spider-Men just appear on screen. Ridiculous cameos. And then the other thing would be maybe a Deadpool cameo, but even that's stretching it too far. Yeah, that would be stretching it. Like if if there's like 20 (laughs) of them and they pan across and one of them is Deadpool and he's like, oh, oh, I shouldn't be here. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That would be so good. Come right now. And he's just sitting there going, oh, wrong film. (laughs) Yeah, wrong film. And he like winks to us and jumps away. (laughs) Like that would be amazing. That would actually be really but I, yeah. my prediction, my final prediction will be that one of our villains stays in this universe. I think that one of our sinister five, as it were, because it doesn't appear that we have six, but one of our sinister five will stay. Hopefully there'll be six. That is another prediction I have. Well, we, have we currently only have five, so. I think a, a prediction I have is that we'll have a sinister six and perhaps the sixth of our group is who's staying in the universe. So and that, that's why we don't know. So who would that is. who would that be then? Maybe we'll, Venom. Maybe Tom Hardy's Venom. Ooh, I think that. Yeah, I think you know that what? Might, yeah. Cause, I mean, because obviously Sony and the Marvel uh, tenuous relationship at this yes. point, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's not a bad shout. I would say. Yeah. I think that that's. I was thinking of other people you could do, and I was thinking Sandman, but I was like that wouldn't really work with the context of it. I. I was thinking because apparently from the trailer it's people who are about to die. So I was thinking about like who that could be, and I was like, so Green Goblin died. You know, did Electro die? I don't remember Electro dying. And did he die? I can't. I can't remember. I can't. Honestly, that film was so bad. I can't remember. Doc Ock died. Yeah, I don't know if Electro died. Green Goblin died. Lizard died. Sandman died. Yeah. No, Sandman didn't die. No, he didn't. Yeah, that's why he's not there. Is he in this? 
uh, he is listed on the credits. Right, so, there you go then. Well, also, then. He is in the trailer. There's a bit where Tom Holland flies towards them all and you've got Electron and you see the sand person for him. And it's, right, uh, okay, then 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 forget that. The trailer's already contradicted itself. So then Venom, yeah, I think it is going to be Venom. I think yeah. Venom will be the sixth member of the Sinister Six and then uh, he will stay in this universe. I'll go with that. You heard it here yeah, first, yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> However, what I also will do is like go, I think... And in, then in, yeah, we'll in, put in yeah, <laughs> we'll re-record stuff, and in that little bit there, we'll put it in. So we were right, uh, <laughs> but I think I think that's a good way to round up predictions for the film. Our love of Spider-Man, we both love Spider-Man so much. Our love for you, our listeners, our love for each other, Chris. You know, this is this is a loving podcast, uh, bl- blossoming love. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say this is spiraled off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but. But it's been lovely having you, Chris. I hope you've enjoyed it. And, I have. Um, but it's a pleasure having you with us on the journey, listeners. And I hope you come back next time. But it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from him. Goodbye. Thank you very much. And we'll listen to... Well, we'll speak to you next time. <laughs> listen to you <laughs> next time. Terrible end. Good beginning, bad end. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Take care. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.